Yo, 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 and welcome to Tuesday Smackdown with Tyler and Brandon, episode four. You there? You there? <laughs> I have somebody on there or not. Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, uh, I literally did a whole intro, and then it was like uh, like an awkward like five seconds. Wow, yeah, that's crazy, man. It just like it loaded the screen and everything came on. But yeah, bro, how you doing? I'm doing great, dude. How yeah, you doing? Good. Doing good, man. Ready to talk some wrestling and you know get yeah. get our first official show out there. All right, so to get this ball rolling. <clears throat> Let's talk about the his our history as wrestling fans. Most definitely, most definitely. So, tell me your story. All right, yeah. So again, uh, my name is Brandon. Um, Thirty years old. Uh, I started watching <laughs> wrestling. Probably, I would say, definitely in the nineties. Um, I was born in nineteen ninety, so I started watching. I'd say probably right around. 94, 95, um, I would watch with my grandfather um, and my dad a lot of the time. And uh, I remember always going to the events with them. Uh, there was an arena, like literally 15 minutes away from us, which was called Stabler Arena, uh, Lehigh University. Um, right. So I would go there all the time with my pappy, with my dad. Uh, you know, when we would see Undertaker, Mankind, and Bret Hart, all the, all the old school greats, um, that's when I kind of really started getting into it. And, uh, you know, being able to go backstage, meet some of the the wrestlers like China and Billy Gunn and things that's like that. Cool. Yeah, so uh, I stopped watching a little bit uh, probably the first time I moved out to Arizona. In 2004, I would say, 2003 maybe even, I just didn't like, I fell out of love with it, you know, I just wasn't interested in it, and it didn't excite, it didn't really excite me, and I stopped watching for a little, and moved back to Pennsylvania, started going to the events and everything again, and got back into it, ended up moving back to Arizona again, and ended up, you know, continuing to watch it and up to this day I watch it with my wife and you know my sister and you know we we go to all the events when they're able to do them and we've been to Wrestlemania you know and things like that yeah so yeah how about you Tyler uh I started watching I would say roughly around like later one earlier two uh with my grandfather and uh, I was I watched it with him for years, and then I moved up here around tw- moved up to Jersey around 2010. I watched it for another three years or another two years, fell out of it, and then in 2016 went right back into it. <laughs> Been watching it ever since, but I didn't have the luxury to see any events live. Go to any shows. Well, yeah, go to any shows live. See anybody backstage. 
But it, it's definitely, you know, if you get the opportunity, man, I highly recommend it once this whole COVID and all that stuff's done. I highly recommend if you get the opportunity to go, especially to a meet and greet. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with like um, like Westgate Mall and stuff like that. It's in Bethlehem there where I grew up in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, I actually got to meet The Rock there when he came out with his first book. So you got to meet him because he was there because he... <laughs> Mom, yeah. My mom's right, right behind me. She turns around with her mouth wide. <laughs> said that. Yeah. She's like, like all jealous. Like, <laughs> dude, after we're done recording, I'll send you the picture. I got a picture oh, and all. Dude, I got it to my mom. Definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. Mom's over here, like, saying, like, damn it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, like I said, I, I, I just, it's one of those things, if you can, it, it'll take your excitement and passion for the sport to a whole nother level if you got the opportunity to you know just meet any superstar so Uh, yeah the one guy i really would like to meet uh john moxley that's the one guy hell yeah that's the one because i gravitated towards him when Mm -hmm. i went back to watching it when he was dean ambrose yep that's what i I was gonna say i gravitated towards him when he went to eight recently i grab i gravitated towards him like he's like he has that cool factor yeah, facts. He's, no, he's like still one of my favorite. He had that cool factor. Right, like you can relate to him. You know, he's relatable. He's He doesn't try to be somebody he's not. Yeah, he's himself. Exactly, which is what I really like about him, too, because he, he's he's one of my favorites right now. Yeah. Who, who are some of your other favorites before we, like, move on and talk, you know, like, about Raw and all that stuff? Who are who are some of your other favorites? Um, Current or past or... Uh, just in general, you can do past and current. All right. Um, I'm gonna get the obvious one out the way. The Rock, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I really, I really like Triple H. I've mm-hmm. always liked him, even when people hated him when he had that uh Reign of Terror back in '03. Oh yeah. Him. Uh, I really like uh current. I really like Seth Rollins. I know people don't mm-hmm. don't like him that much. I like him. Okay. He's a okay. great character. Mm-hmm. He's very charismatic. I also like. Uh, I also really started to like Roman Reigns currently in his heel. Yes, his heel. Yes. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> um, That's how he should have been the whole entire time. Yeah, I was like, he should. Yeah, he should have been the heel the entire time. Should have been a bad yep. guy. Yep. And. uh... Were those like the only ones like that you like really, really enjoy? Um, there's like there's more. I really like mm-hmm. I really like Edge. Edge, he's yeah, he's a great, he's great. one of the greats. Yeah, I like the Hardy Boys. Definitely, too. definitely. Yeah, for for me, mine's kind of you know like you said more old school. The Rock, um, Stone Cold for sure. Yeah, um, under, oh, Undertaker. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Undertaker. Um this whole like new school era kind of uh me being a bigger guy, I kind of really gravitated towards Keith Lee. I followed him a lot on the indies. Um I really, really like Keith Lee. I think he has a big future. Um I'm trying to think. Uh see like like I was telling you before the show, um, mm-hmm. I, just to be honest and real with everybody, because that's just that's how I am. I I 
really haven't watched too much Raw SmackDown per se. I, I keep up and see the highlights and all that kind of stuff, but I, I'm really into NXT and AEW, and I think Damian Priest is. Yeah. Yeah, Damian Priest. I, I I like him. I like him. I liked him ever since he was an ROH. You know, as Punishment Martinez is his like dark character, but now we don't have that. So he's like this like cocky brass baby face. It's like, okay. <laughs> so. I don't know. He kind of cut out again. Are you there? Yeah, you were cutting out again. I what? finished my thought and it was like oh, awkward silence. Yeah, that's my fault. I'm like, yeah, I'm using I'm like, I turned my arms like behind me. He was like, where'd go? I'm like, yeah, I got, I'm using these new headphones. I got to, let me put my old headphones in so we don't have that problem. All right, there we go. And if you hear yeah. dogs, if you do hear dogs barking, I apologize. I have three dogs that. Oh, I got, I got, I got, I got a rambunctious dog. Too, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, but yeah. Um, so yeah, do you want to go ahead and get started and talk about uh, Raw? Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started about Raw, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Like yeah. I said, when we were texting back and forth before the show, I just uh, man, I just I'm not interested right now. There's nothing interesting going on there. Other than what happened in the end, yeah. So I mean, that's that's it. Yeah, <laughs> they got to find a way to make it more exciting and you know really take it next level. Yeah, like you only like like literally you only have one segment. You have one. Yeah, you literally only have like one segment that's really good. That's worth watching Raw for. It's just one. What was your favorite part of Raw? That one segment. Yeah, pretty much, man. I was, that's what I was going to say, too. There, there wasn't really anything else that jumped out other than that with Alexa Bliss and Orton. That's yeah, I love, I love the fact where she, like, she literally held her hand like no, towards like her mm-hmm. like, chin and like literally like, shot out a, a fireball at Randy. I'm like... Yeah, it was sick. <laughs> I was like, that's sick. Yeah. But, and I mean... And then I'm, I'm kind of interested in what they were doing with Keith Lee and uh, Sheamus, kind of putting them two together as a tag team. The homie broke the rope. Yeah, top rope, man. No. He did. It was nuts. I was like, I, I love how he turned around towards the camera, mm-hmm. looks at the camera, shrugs like, his shoulder. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, man. But. Uh, I the one thing that bothered me about about Raw mm-hmm. was that they were booking the same guy in like two different matches. Yep, and it, the same you had Jeff Hardy versus Elias, and you had Jeff Hardy versus another person. I forgot who it was. Jack, and then you had Jackson Riker, right? It was Jackson Riker, and then yep. it was yeah, it was Elias after yeah. that. I think or Elias yeah. before and then Jackson yeah. after. Yeah, and yeah, then you had yeah, then you had uh, Matt Riddle. Yep. Versus one of the uh, her business, mm-hmm. and then soon after that, he's facing another member. I'm like, can yeah. you book 
a different match. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I just haven't been a real fan of the way the whole entire show's been booked. And that's going back, like, probably a good month now. Yeah, for, for, for the past month, it's been really bad. And I hate how, and I really hated, and it skewed me out last week, mm-hmm. to where when the ratings, and, and it's it's been a trend, too, for like mm-hmm. a year. Yep. When the ratings get tough, you know what they do? Go back to all the legends, all the they old school people. Legends. Yep. They call the goddamn legends. Yep. You know what I want to touch on? You know what I want to touch on real quick? Speaking of that, mm. right? You remember before Legends Week how they were promoting the whole thing with Orton and the Fiend going down with Alexa, and how the Fiend was supposed to be coming back next week, which would have brought him back at Legends Week. Yep. So, what? They, they completely disregarded that. Like, nothing even happened with that Fiend at all. Because Goldberg came out. He came and went after Drew. And they, they kind of just left it as is. And then they came back this week now and kind of did the whole thing with Alexa and Orton again. But, like, what's going on? Are they just keeping the Fiend off TV until Rumble? Or, like, that's what I'm saying. The booking, they, they're... I think they confused themselves with that, it. Like, Murphy didn't fart so hard or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my goofy-ass brother, man. <laughs> he was like, he was like, I'm lucky. He he literally walks by me. <laughs> and then he opens the door, he looks right at me, and goes, you're lucky I didn't fart so loud. I'm like, oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, back have to some, the... Uh, have some of our own. Uh, pyro for the show. Have some, yeah, have some pyro, <laughs> some stinky pyro. <laughs> Hell yeah! But do you get know what I mean? Like with the as far as booking goes, when they go when they book Raw, it's so confusing. Yeah, it it, it really doesn't. It really boggles my mind. It gives me a headache watching Raw. It's funny you say that because my sister says the same thing. <laughs> it gives me a goddamn yeah. headache watching yeah. Raw. Yeah, I'm like, and, and it shouldn't be like that. No, it shouldn't. You should be from beginning to end have it have it to where it's like you have this match, this match. You can have this segment. Yep. Have them all different matches. Don't have one guy wrestle three matches on one show. Exactly. And the only thing I th- could think of why they did that last night is just because what Drew tested positive for COVID, they had to go back and do the whole contact tracing. So there was like thirteen people from the roster that had to go get tested. So that, All right. Well, then, then that the, that part that's kind of understandable. Right. That's only that was the only thing that I could think of would be the reasoning behind that. Maybe because they might have only had a limited roster last night. Yeah. If, if the dirt sheets come out and that's the case, then right. I will be like, I right, I'll give it a pass. Right. That that that's like, literally the that's only fine. thing that I could even think of. But what I wanted to touch on was because like we were talking about the booking and how you know it's like sometimes they're doing this fifty fifty. Or, you know, whatever they're doing. Yeah. You know, we touched on it before when we were talking on Messenger. You noticed the trend, right? That I was talking about? So, Mm -hmm. you can go back probably a good five years. You can go back and look at six months to a year at a time. The shows will rotate. SmackDown will dominate. Then Raw will dominate. Raw will dominate, then SmackDown, and vice versa. Vince has yep. to do something here now to really, really separate the two. You know what I'm like? He needs to find a way. Oh, he, he does the draft, which he does. 
he, he needs to take it to another level. And I, I don't even know exactly what that could be, but he needs to find a way to completely separate the two, bring in completely separate writers for the two and leave it that way. Don't sit there after two weeks, give up on it and just throw them out and fire them. He needs to do it like that. He sees the success that NXT and AEW is having. Raw and SmackDown so old-fashioned, I feel. He needs to do something to shake it up and bring it into that new school type era. Yeah, because if you look at NXT, right? It's can't miss, in my opinion. It's, it's, it's can't miss the only. it's more... Yeah. Yeah, it's the only WWE product, in my opinion, that's can't miss. It is. And, and the reason why is that I think Triple H, Booker is trying to incorporate like more of the indie stuff yep. into it, 100%. which is great, which is great. It's a must. And he's also, he's also booking these wrestlers how they should be booked. Yeah. He has that experience, you know, just because he is, he's been in the business and, I, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I told you this on Messenger. Mm-hmm. The difference between Vince McMahon and Triple H, right? Yep. Vince McMahon is for the money. Yeah. He's not in it for the fans. Unfortunately. Triple H, though, he's in it for the fans. Yep. And that's what boggles me. Like, why can't Vince just retire and give Triple H the reins? Needs to happen. 100% needs to happen. Because we need a guy that could run the entire company. That's fan first. Right. So here's my thing. Not money first. So here's, not money first, but fan first. Here's my thinking. And it goes back to the whole Raw SmackDown being kind of old school, being kind of network E in a sense where he only worries about the ratings and the money, like you said. Where in reality, NXT, AEW, those shows, they're giving the fans what they want. Which, in return, what does that equal? Money. More ratings. Ratings and money. Yep. So, like, Vince needs to, like, just, like, like you said, he needs to kind of, like, take a step back, retire, or just put his focus in the right direction. Yeah. There's no if fans, or buts about it either. Nope. Yeah, that's how it should go. Yeah. So next up we have uh, AEW Dynamite. Yep. What you think? What you think about that show? I was impressed. I've, I've I've been impressed with AEW since their their original All Out pay per view. I just I, right. I like the direction they're going. I like. And it, look, I knew it was going to take them time to build that roster, and, and, and yeah. it, they're still building it. It's going to be probably a good three four years until they actually put their vision fully out there, I think. You know, because there's some guys that are in WWE, I feel like, once the contracts are up, they'll, they'll be over in AEW just because of the, yeah. the lighter schedule and all that stuff. But I, I, I've, I've been really impressed with AEW, man. Uh, each show, I feel, is better than the last, which is very important. Yeah. I, I feel the same way because it's like, Every week, like you said, it gets better. Yep. It doesn't get worse. It gets better. And and they can only go up from here because they started off 
on they, they on start off new, right, and unknown, fairly new, and now they've established themselves the past year, and they're still growing and they're still doing well. Exactly, and that's what I like. I like that it's just it's fresh, and they they make each show feel fresh. You don't get the same ran down matches week after week. You don't get that. Yeah, and I like the fact, like, in the beginning, people were scared. Oh, man, this might be WCW 2.0. Right. It hasn't been. Not even close. Not even close. It hasn't. Nope. And I think that's because they have a good mix. They have good veterans that have been in the business, like Jericho and, you know, a bunch yep. of those other guys. But then they also have a lot of good young upcoming talent that's being able to learn on the run and stuff. So... And, yeah. and then, like you said, you touched on it in Messenger. How look, Tony Khan, he's the same as Triple H. He's a fan first owner, and that, it's really helping out. Yeah, it is. It really is. <clears throat> and I've I've heard him in interviews and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I just posted a video of him on Brandy's cooking show. Mm-hmm. He's he he he's that type of guy that would put talent first, hundred percent, fans first. He doesn't care about the top dollar. Nope. He doesn't give a rat's ass about oh, it. Because he knows that he, he has money at the end of the day. He knows that that money is going to be there no matter what. Yeah. So He's got boatloads of money. Nope. He's got he's got a father who owns an NFL team plus a soccer team. Yep. So he's got all this money. Yeah. Money is definitely the least of his worries. So. But yeah, as far as, as far as the show goes, what was your favorite part of the show? My favorite part of the show, hmm, I'm probably not going to, like, talk about Dynamite mm-hmm. here. My favorite part of the AEW shows mm-hmm. was the AEW Dark last week. I love Dark. AEW Dark. Yeah. Well, AEW Dark last week. I love what they did with Brody, with Brody, Brody Lee's song. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Had him cut a promo. Stuff like that. Yeah, I, I liked it. The whole—that's uh, what I like. The whole entire show, where they just paid tribute to him. Yeah, <clears throat> I literally was like, like, I was like, let's see how long I it, it'll take me before I cry. Yeah. Next, next thing you know, I'm a blubbering mess by the end oh, of it. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. yeah. So I apologize again for the dogs barking. <laughs> Oh, the dogs the dogs are guests. Yeah, dog, so. her name's Bailey. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And then uh, with AEW, then it takes us to NXT, correct? Oh, oh my God. I, I have a lot to say about this show. Uh, yeah. New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh, my God. One, one of the best damn episodes of NXT I've watched. It really, had, it really was. Oh my it God. really was from start to finish. Oh my god, the beginning match, pay-per-view quality. Cross and Priest, hell yeah, are you kidding me? Tore down the roof. They put, put, the thing is, they put like a bunch of pay-per-view quality matches yeah. together for a team yeah. show. <laughs> but, Priest, but Priest and uh, Karrion Cross, that... Uh, yeah, that match was insane, that one. bro. <laughs> I got nothing to say, I'm speechless. Yeah, it, that, that honestly, that was my favorite <laughs> match of the night. Yeah, my favorite match in the night would have to be Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Rhea. Yeah, Ripley. the last woman standing. They tore that. Yeah, they tore that 
I don't know if you saw uh, what Wade Barrett said on Twitter or not, but he said that that match right there will eventually one day main event WrestleMania. And I agree. I 1,000% agree. That that right there, that right there, if they they book it the same way that they booked it on New Year's Evil, that's me. You know what makes their feud so good? That they're best friends. There you they go. They literally travel together, everything. They're best friends. So they already have that bond. So when they go in the ring together, they just let it all out. That's what that's what's look been at, so great at, about that feud. Yeah. I love I love that they're like, oh, let's work together. Yep. Because look at look at the history of best friends working together and them killing it. You had Shawn Michaels literally said uh, those two remind him of a younger Sean and Triple H going at it. There you go. That was literally what I was yep. I was gonna talk about. I was like, look at the history of best friends going at it yep. in storyline. You, you had Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yep. Completely, completely for the better path from 2002 through 2004 had a great yep. feud. And absolutely destroyed great. each other. Destroyed, absolutely, yeah, absolutely destroyed each other from beginning to end. Of that yeah, feud. I, I, then, I agree. Then you have Rock and Austin, yep. who were yep. best friends yep. in real life. Killing it. Yeah. And who else am I missing? I know Rock and Austin and I know C- uh, Triple H. Cena Orton had that good feud and they were pretty close. Oh. 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 Yep. That's it right there. Yeah. yeah. The Cena yeah. Orton. Yep. That was great. That was money. Yeah, because they're like, because they, because they know they, because with best friends though, you, they know each other's limits. They know what they can that do. That and the trust factor. You, you trust and them. Trust yeah, hundred percent. So they're able to mesh together exactly. well. I don't know if you heard or not, but supposedly that was the end of Rhea's run on NXT. Yeah, it was. It was the she. They had her lose. Yep. Says. I think she was going to either Raw or SmackDown, and then you had Damian yep, Priest lose. Yep, because he's going. He was going to SmackDown, but they're thinking of moving him to yeah, Raw. Exactly, he was supposed to go to SmackDown to be a part of the Roman Reigns and KO storyline there, but that got scratched last minute. So yeah, which which you scrap you scrap that, which I, I get mm-hmm. why because it doesn't it, make it any did. sense. It didn't make any sense, so I get why they scrapped it. But keep them on SmackDown. Don't move so them over Raw. So my thinking, what they're going to do. And I don't necessarily know if they're going to go this route. This is what I would do. I would leave, I'd leave yeah. both of Rhea and Damien off of uh, TV until Royal Rumble. Have them enter the Rumble match. Build the oh. storyline that way. Have them eliminate somebody from either Raw or SmackDown. Not necessarily win the match, but you know what I mean? Eliminate somebody and then have their first feud be with whoever exactly. eliminated it. Have that surprise factor, like exactly. oh my god, during the rumble. I think you need that this year, without the fans, because yeah. more than likely the fans aren't going to be there. No, the fans aren't going to be there. They, they were thinking about getting fans. Yeah. The way this COVID thing, the, the, the way this COVID things going, it's going to be held off for, for like later. Yeah, year. from what I read before mm-hmm. we started, that they're hoping that WrestleMania will be the first event where fans will be able to attend. I highly doubt Same that. Here. 
I, I highly, highly doubt Same. that. I don't think they'll have my estimation. And I hope you guys don't take this to heart. This is just my prediction mm-hmm. here. They won't have fans until the summer. That's my thinking, too. That's yeah. my thinking. They won't have fans yep. until the summer. That was my thinking as well. It's just going to, with like you're looking- with the winter getting here and it's spiking up and everything. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, like that whole bull crap of, oh, oh, uh, the cold right. weather is going to kill off right. COVID. No, okay. Only making it rise. So, that's my prediction is that with COVID, I don't think they'll have fans in the buildings until yeah, the summer. I agree. So then that takes us to what? SmackDown. Friday. That takes us to SmackDown. Yep. Best part, favorite part? Uh, favorite part. Favorite, favorite, favorite part. It would have to be uh, Big E's run as Intercontinental Champion so far. You know, Apollo actually, Apollo I'm, actually I'm like, gave him a good match. Yeah, and I like, and I like on the like after Talking mm. Smack or after SmackDown on Talking Smack where they were teasing him joining with mm. Paul Heyman. They were teasing the hell out of it because Heyman was talking about talking to yep. Apollo. Talking about how, you know, big you're putting your friendship with Big E Spurs. You shouldn't be doing that if you want to win a title. And and the look on Apollo's face, he's like, Might be hmm. on to something. Might be right. Yeah. Like you're on something. I think I think they're really te- they're teasing a heel turn. I could see it, <laughs> which I, I honestly hope so because Apollo Cruz mm-hmm. is a face, in my opinion, kind of stale. Yeah, like it's like he hit his ceiling when he was United States yeah. champion. Yeah, he hit his ceiling as a baby face when he was yeah. when he. Yep. Champion for for that little bit that yep. he was, but he's not as over as nope. he was. Like I get that there's no fans, so you can't really judge. Yeah, it's hard how over right. the guy. Is. But I can I can tell the guy's not really that over no nope. fans anymore. Because I'm not even buying into him anymore as a face. No. You know who's kind of cooled off a little? Who cooled off a oh, little, man? Like, they took the briefcase from him, and the plan was to still give him a push, even though they they gave the briefcase to The Miz. Dude, he's just, like, kind of died down, in my opinion. They did the whole thing with him and Gable and Daniel Bryan and stuff. I just, I don't like that for him, in my opinion, personally. Yeah, to me, to me with that, I think he's kind of, like, exactly. floundering. He's exactly. kind of there. He's not, he's not getting pushed down the car. I just want He's just in the middle of what the hell WWE decided to do with the tag team division. Like, they just decided to completely break up the Usos, break up um, Tucker and Otis, Heavy Machinery. You know what I mean? Like, I think I think the the, the Uso thing. I don't think they meant to uh, mm-hmm. break up the Usos. It's just that they 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 were like kind of forced to because one of the Usos got right. injured. And he also had like the whole yeah, DUI crap was going on, and the heavy machinery one's kind of confusing though because like they're trying to get tag teams 
together now to make the divisions better when in reality all they got to do is put these teams back together and there you go. The problem that I have, yeah, the problem with it, that's exactly what the problem is with the tag division on both Raw and SmackDown. It's like they break non-existent. Up these, they break up these known yeah, they break up these no, they they break up these known tag teams who were meant to be tag teams, and they make makeshift. And ones. I get it; they're dealing with some guys that are injured, like the war the Viking Raiders. They got <laughs> those guys that are hurt. But yeah. damn, I mean, but why would you be making mm-hmm. up makeshift tag teams when you have you have a back half of the tag team division that's a that you just book as jobbers? That are non-existent, then you make up a new tag team to get a tag title push. Don't, don't get I, it. Don't get what? It. I do not get it. I really don't either. So, what was your favorite part of SmackDown? Yeah. Oh, uh, man, honestly. Hmm. Anything with Roman. Anything with Roman's been good for me. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. Just because, like <laughs> we said, you know, he's been he's been the best part of SmackDown. He's bringing it as as wow. a top top dog. He's carrying he's carrying mm-hmm. that show on his damn back. Carrying that show. I'm excited though to see moving forward. You know. What Rumble season and you know Mania coming up to really see if they step it up or if they're going to go back to their old ways and go back to the legends and you know bring Goldberg back for a Mania match, bring Cena back, see if Taker comes in for a match. It's going to be interesting. The thing, the thing mm. is with Cena, I'm fine with mm. Cena coming back because he's still kind of young. He still can go mm. in the ring. He just he just loved to do movies and stuff, you know, whatever. He's like yeah. he was like forties. So active. Yeah. He's fine. But with Goldberg and with Undertaker, oh, I don't want him so back. I'm so sick of Goldberg, dude. Oh, I'm so I'm sick of him. <laughs> I really am, bro. Like I love I love yeah. <laughs> like I love what Same. he did in the past. Uh, like I love what he did in the past. Yep. Leave that in the past. Don't yeah. keep coming back. And for a ti- and for a title <laughs> at that, like come on. <laughs> like like the W like WWE like tries to get ratings in the in the cheapest 100%. way possible. <laughs> like instead of fixing your show, fixing what's yeah. wrong with your show, you bring back legends, not bow in the ring anymore. And they do it every time. They do it all the time. And they do it, they do it every freaking time. And P, and some people freaking buy it. That's the problem. Some fight. Man. It is crazy. So, what do you give the rating for the week? All right. So, look. Overall, wrestling-wise, putting the all together, I'd give it 7 out of 10. If you break it down to each show... I had it raw, I, bro. I'm not sold on raw at all. I gave it a five out of ten. NXT, I was impressed with NXT. Gave that an eight out of ten. AEW the, with the tribute, I gave that an eight out of ten. 
SmackDown got a six out of ten. Yeah. Um, I think I think you were pushing a little bit too mm, generous yeah. at Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Five out of ten—that's way too damn generous. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna bump yeah. that down to like a two. Yeah, that's realistic. Like there was, there was like a couple, like there was a couple mm. good things that were good, but the show overall was pretty bad. Yeah. It was bad. AEW for the the tribute show and yeah. the New Year's yeah. bash thing. Both shows get a uh, nine out of ten. I mean, there was the only reason why I give New Year's Bash a nine out of ten, and I did mm-hmm. touch on this last week, was because the commentary yeah. was not that good. Because every every time they would go to com- they would they would say mm-hmm. they go to commercial, and there was like an awkward five minute silence. Then they come back and they're like they said some wow. awkward thing. And they're like, right, we have to go commercial still. It, it like that part really took it me out sense. of it a little bit. As far as immersion, as far mm-hmm. as immersion goes, it took me out of it a little bit. But o- overall, the match quality was good in both shows for AEW, and then for SmackDown, I give it a solid eight okay. out of ten because it's once again mm-hmm. it's a solid show. You know, like I said, since the Fox deal, WWE went to a they made it better. What I'm saying is, like, outside of Roman, it's been stale. Like, they need – if they can find somebody else to go at Roman, bro, I th- – Oh, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, we'll take it next level. Yeah. Now, yeah, well, lately it's been stale. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of iffy. But the show's mm-hmm. still kind of solid. Like, it's still, it's still watchable, the two hours. Way more enjoyable than Raw. And – and also another thing, since we brought up the two hour and you brought up raw, cut yeah. the third hour. <laughs> Just cut it. That, that's it. Nobody cut wants to watch a three hour. hour show, no matter what it is. People barely enjoy watching football for three no. hours. So come on. No, even 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 if mm-hmm. it was our Eagles, we can't exactly watch a three hour exactly. game. I carry this up. <laughs> Like by the third quarter, mm-hmm. we're like, I'm bored. <laughs> but but yeah, man. I mean, but, I'm excited to see what this week brings. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it brings us a lot of better shows. But I'm not holding. I'm not holding no. my breath about Raw no. or, or SmackDown. AEW, yeah, keep NXT doing what you're doing. Yeah. NXT, keep doing what you're doing. Trips are doing good. Booking mm-hmm. that show. <laughs> So, but, but yeah, hopefully we have a better outlook and yeah, it's pretty yeah, much no, yeah, the week in review, dude. Yeah. To, to be back next week, bro. Oh, well, well before I go, I want to say uh, welcome to your first episode, yeah, even though we're yeah, four man. episodes in. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, thanks for joining on this uh, little journey with me here. So, anytime, so with that said, yep, so with that said, that has been SmackDown with Tyler and Brandon. We will see you next time.
Have a good one. Enjoy and peace.